Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. The Code for Extraordinary Believers We talk about there are several codes by which if you find individuals who are exceptional in their field, you find individuals who are exceptional in the things that they do. If you look into their lives, you find that there are certain things that they do extremely well. Certain things that they do in a re- on a regular basis. Certain things that characterize their lives. Anytime you come in contact with this individual, you find that there's something about them that is always different from the people whose lives are not very effective. And we talked about that since the beginning of the year. We looked at the various ones. And today we are taking a step further. And this time around, we're looking at another code, another quality, another principle, another thing that you find in the life of an extraordinary believer. And that is cultivating the presence of the Almighty God. Cultivating the presence of the Almighty God. In Genesis 37, the Bible tells us of the story of a young man with a very big dream. Okay? The Bible tells us that because of his big dream and his big mouth, his brothers hated him so much that they decided to sell him into slavery. And hoping, you know, they were sent, they sold him into slavery with the hope of aborting that very big dream that he had. Okay? But for some reason, when he was serving as a slave in the house of an Egyptian slave master, the Bible records that even in that part of slavery, there was this prosperity that surrounded about, that surrounded him. And the question that happens when you find an individual who was supposed to be in slavery, a man who was supposed to be in captivity, a man who was supposed to be living in a life that was not the best for him, that was not what God had in store for him, how do you find that as such an individual who is supposed to be in that condition to be prospering? How did a young man who was supposed to be a slave boy prosper in captivity? How did that happen? Well, if you look at Genesis 39, reading from verse number 2, the Bible tells us there, it says, and the Lord was with Joseph. Okay? And he was a prosperous man. And it was in the house of his Egyptian master. Uh, uh, It was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. And Joseph found grace in his sight and he served him. And he made him him overseer over his house. And all that he put his hands into to do. In other words, that slave boy that the brother sold into captivity with the intention of aborting his dreams. The Bible said he prospered in captivity simply because the presence of the Almighty God was with him. Not because it was anything special. Just because the presence of the Almighty God was with him. If you fast forward and read through the scripture, you get to the book of 1 Samuel. In the book of 1 Samuel, the Bible told us of the story of a particular woman who was barren. And she was desperate to have a child. The name of that woman is called Anna. The Bible said that she prayed for a son. And by the time she came back to the son, as soon as that son was waned, the Bible said that she delivered that son to the temple and said, here is the son. This is the promise that I made to the Almighty God. And the Bible tells us that he delivered it to the man called Eli. Eli himself had two sons of his own, Hophni and Phinehas. And the Bible makes us to understand in chapter 
In First Samuel chapter 3, reading from verse number 20, the Bible tells us that an all Israel from Dan even to Beersheba knew that Samuel was established as the prophet of the Lord. And the question is, how come a boy whose mother dumped in the temple to serve under a man that had two sons who were of the line of Levi. They were the people who were supposed to be the prophet. They were, who were supposed to be the prophet. The people who were supposed to man the temple of the Almighty God. How come the Lord circumvented? How come the Lord jumped over those two and made a boy whose mother prayed for him to come to life and made that boy the prophet who was established in Israel? How come? How come Samuel was established as a prophet over the two sons of Eli? Look at verse number 19 of First Samuel chapter 3. The Bible tells us there, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him. And he did not let his word fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. In other words, just like Joseph, this particular boy with a praying mother became an established prophet because of the presence of the Almighty God. Not because of anything. When he was a young man, that was when the Lord Almighty picked him and started speaking into me. The Lord, he was, he was established as a prophet because of the presence of the Almighty God. Turn your pages, a few more pages forward and go to verse number, chapter 18 of 1 Samuel. Chapter 18, the first Samuel chapter 18. The Bible tells us of another character. This time around we're looking at a character called David. The Bible says that he was a shepherd boy. He was the person that Paul the Apostle referred to as the man after God's own heart. After the rejection of Saul, the Bible told us that the Lord God Almighty chose David to be the king over his people Israel. Because of David's musical skill, Samuel, Saul, invited David into the, into, into the, uh, into the palace to play for him to be his musical what? To be his music therapist. Bible makes us understand that, but Samuel, Saul, began to notice that this young man, there was something different about him. And the Bible tells us in verse number 12 of 1 Samuel chapter 18, Say, and Saul became afraid of David. And the question that comes to mind is this. Why will a king, the ruler of a nation, be afraid of a shepherd boy who was just singing and playing harp for him? Why would he be afraid of him? Why would he be intimidated by the presence of David? Why would David be the person that will cause Saul to be afraid, to be jealous, to be, you know, to, to be, to be, to be unsettled in, on his throne? Why would a king be afraid of a shepherd boy? Look at verse number 18. Sorry, look at verse number 12 of 1 Samuel chapter 18. The Bible says, And Saul was afraid of David. Why? Because the Lord was with, was with him and was departed from Saul. In other words, the Bible is saying, just like Joseph, just like Samuel, now you are talking about David. The Saul was, you know, Saul was afraid of the little shepherd boy because the presence of the Almighty God was with David. Okay? And we can do this all day. Pick a character and look at them. Pick a character and look at them. All through the scriptures. If you want to talk about Moses, the same thing. If you want to talk about Elijah, you talk about, you talk about Elisha, the same thing. Talk about Joshua, the same thing. If you go throughout the scriptures, you will find the, the same pattern. And in pulling all the examples from scripture, ordinary people became extraordinary people and did extraordinary things simply because of the presence of the Almighty God in their life. And that is why when the Lord is with you. What you find is that the life, you know, life tends to fit when the presence of the Almighty God is with you. 
Life just tends to feel, regardless of the things, regardless of how, how rough life is, you'll find out that when God's presence is with you, things just tend to fit in. Number two, you will notice that when the presence of the Almighty God is any individual, thing, life just seems to eventually work out. No matter how rough the seas might be, no matter how turbulent the relationships might be, at the end of the day, you just find that everything will work out according to His purpose for your life. You will also find out that when the Lord God Almighty's presence is in your life, when you are walking closely with Him and He's walking closely with you, you will find that your life seems attractive to other people. Not because of what you do. But your life just seems attractive. You find that the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the favor of God tend to follow you and people just assume that you have it all together. You know? Even when you don't have anything to eat, people look at you and they are happy just, you know, being around you. That's because of what? The, you know, the favor and the mercy and the presence of the Almighty God in the life of an individual. In other words, what I'm just trying to say here this morning is that the presence of the Almighty God makes all the difference in the life of an individual. And how as true as that statement is, the reverse is also possible. The reverse is also true. Which means, if the presence of the Almighty God is not with you, I'm sorry for you. If the presence of the Almighty God is not with you, you find that life begins to fall apart very, very quickly. Things begin to happen in the opposite direction for you. And we all know the story of the people that have gone through that. We know of a man like Saul. The Bible said that he enjoyed the presence of the Almighty God for a season. And when the presence of the Almighty God departed from him, what happened? He ended up dead in the house of a witch. The Bible tells us about the man called Samson. He was a very powerful man. The presence of the Almighty God was with him for a season. Until one day he decided to play with the presence of the Almighty God and he departed. And he ended up being what? A person who was pushing the meal and an entertainer in the, you know, in the, in, in, in the camp of the Philistines. And then there was another individual who had the opportunity to eat and dine and walk with the Lord Jesus Christ for three years. And after which, the presence of the Almighty God departed and he ended up committing suicide. My brothers and sisters, the presence of the Lord makes a difference in your life. No matter how smart you are, no matter how wonderful you are, no matter how connected you are, if the Lord is not with you, I am sorry for you. Now, when we say that the presence of the Almighty God is with an individual, what are we talking about? Because that's the meat of where we're going. What are we talking about when we talk about the presence of the Almighty God? What are we saying when we say the Lord's presence is with an individual? We are talking about the nearness of God to a person. And when I mean by nearer to a person, the Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near unto you. The nearer you are to the Almighty God, the nearer God is with you. When I'm talking about the, the presence of the Almighty God, we're talking about the intimacy that we develop with the Almighty God. The friendship, the familiarity that you begin to have with the Almighty God. That God knows you and you know him. We're talking about the fellowship that you have with the Almighty God. Whereby you can hear his voice and he can hear you. Where you can recognize the voice of the Almighty God. We're talking about the communion that you enjoy with the Almighty God. A kind of an exchange. The sharing of ideas. The Lord knows your heart. You know the heart of God. You know what God wants at a particular point in time. That is what I'm referring to. And please understand that that particular nearness, that intimacy, that fellowship, that communion, it produces a number of things in the life of those who enjoy it. And one of the things that it produces is that it produces favor in your life. When God is up, when the presence of God is near to you, when you are enjoying fellowship with the Almighty God, one of the things you will notice is that there's going to be favor in the life of that particular individual. You will enjoy the mercy of the Almighty God. You will enjoy the glory of the Almighty God upon your life. You will enjoy the support of the Almighty God. And you will enjoy the power and the might of the Almighty God at your disposal. Not only that, you will begin to see God work on your behalf. 
And the question is, what difference does that particular presence make in the life of an individual and the life of those who don't have it? Why is the presence of the Almighty God important? Why is it important? Go to Exodus chapter 33. Exodus 33, reading from verse number 15. The Bible tells us there that Moses made a request of the Almighty God. Exodus 15, verse 13. Sorry, Exodus 33, verse 15. Moses made a request of the Almighty God. As they were traveling in the wilderness, Moses prayed to the Almighty God, he said, and he said unto him, if thy presence does do not go with me, carry us not up from here. In other words, if your presence is not going to go with me, don't let me go anywhere. Do not move me from this place if your presence is not going to go with me. If your presence is not going to follow us, just may let us remain in this place. If your presence is not going to accompany us, it's a waste of time trying to make the journey. If the presence of the Almighty God is not going to accompany you, why are you taking the journey? And that's why Ezekiel said, except the Lord builds the house. Those who do it are doing what? They are wasting their time. Except, except, except the Lord God Almighty watches over the city. Those people who are keeping watch at night, they are simply standing awake at night for nothing. He's saying, except the presence of the Almighty God is with you, you doing whatever you do is a waste of time. Why did Moses make this particular request to the Lord? Why? Moses made the request because Moses understood that without the presence of the Almighty God, he is already exposed. The security is found in the presence of the Almighty God. That's why Moses made that request. Moses understood that if he steps out outside of the presence of the Almighty God, the people, the enemies of Israel, will be able to attack them very easily. He understood that. That's why he said, Lord, let your presence go with me. He has seen what God did to the Egyptians. He has seen that the Lord became a pillar of cloud. You know, the Lord Almighty became a pillar of fire. And he was able to separate them between the host of the Egyptians. He knew that, that, secu- that security was in the presence of the Almighty God. That was why he asked for his presence. He knew there was strength in the presence of the Almighty God. That was why he asked for it. He knew there was assurance in the presence of the Almighty God. That was why he asked it. Because he knows that he was going to be vulnerable. If he steps outside of the presence of the Almighty God. He knew that. He knew there was safety in the presence of the Almighty God. He knew there was victory. Because it would be suicidal for him to try to attack Pharaoh, to try to stand against Pharaoh without the presence of the Almighty God. He understood that. That there was provision in the presence of the Almighty God. Uh, or else, how can you feed a million plus people in the wilderness for 40 years outside of the presence of the Almighty God? It was not possible. Moses knew that. He knew that the presence, you know, there was provision in his presence. And he knew there was wisdom because how can you manage the Jews in the wilderness without the presence of the Almighty God? He knew there was wisdom present there. That was why he asked for that presence. And that is why he specifically says, he specifically said, Lord, except you are willing to go with me, I don't want to leave this place. And that should be the prayer of every believer. Because you know that when the presence of the Almighty God is with you, things are possible. In other words, Moses understood that it is the presence of the Lord that makes a man to achieve the impossible. It's not your wisdom. A lot of smart people are out there. It is the presence of the Almighty God that makes you to achieve the impossible. It is the presence of the Almighty God that makes you to to have access to uncommon provision. It is the presence of the Almighty God that makes you to be able to access high places. It is the presence of the Almighty God that gives you a voice where you have no voice, gives you wisdom when you don't when you need wisdom for promotion and for and for and for breakthroughs. It is the presence of the Almighty God that opens closed doors. Moses understood that, and that was why he said, "Lord, I'm not going anywhere unless you do what." Unless you go with me. Now I've said all that. And some of you will wonder, why is this guy telling us about all this story? Why am I telling you all this? 
Why am I telling you all this? I'm telling you all this because one thing that separates a successful Christian and a not so successful Christian is the presence of the Almighty God. One difference, the one thing that makes a difference between the between the Christian that commands the attention of heaven and earth and the Christian who does not command the attention of heaven and earth is the presence of the Almighty God. That's the difference. The difference that makes it, the, the singular thing that distinguishes the ordinary believer from an extraordinary believer is the cultivation and the maintenance of the presence of God. Why was it that somebody like Elisha got the attention of the king of Syria. Elisha did not go to Syria. Elisha was sitting down in his house. But the presence of the almighty God made Elisha to know what was happening in Syria. And that drew the attention of the king of Syria. And and the king said, who is it that is being a saboteur here? Who is the person that is working against us? And they said, it is a prophet in Israel. Because the presence of the almighty God was so much around him, he could see what was going on far away. The presence of the Almighty God was with Peter. That Peter, after fishing all night, the Lord God Almighty said, cast your net on the right side of the ship, and he was able to draw. In the midst of want, he was able to find something. The presence of the Almighty God. That is what differentiates. It was the presence of the Almighty God that went with Hagar. The Bible said that he was about to die of thirst and hunger in the wilderness. It was the presence of the Almighty God that opened opened her eye, and she was able to find water in a desolate place. The presence of the Almighty God makes a difference. And it is the one thing that distinguishes ordinary believers from extraordinary believers. Because you are able to hear. The promise of the Almighty God is that you will hear a voice behind your ear telling you the direction you will go. If you, God is not close to you, you can't hear what he's saying. You have no idea what is going on around you. And that is the presence of the Almighty God that makes a difference between somebody like Abraham who was not living in Sodom. And the Lord was giving him information about what was going on in Sodom. And here is another guy called Lot living in Sodom. Sodom was about to be destroyed. Sodom was going to be was going to receive a rain of fire. The Lord did not even bother to have a conversation with him and went across the border to go and talk to somebody who has not even living there. It is the presence of the Almighty God that makes a difference. And that is why when that presence is with you, you do things and people wonder, how did you know? You say things and people wonder, how did you know? Because you have the eternal mind of God working on your behalf. The one thing that distinguishes an ordinary believer from an extraordinary believer is the cultivation and the maintenance of the presence of the Almighty God. And when you as a believer deliver, it develops it. When you walk into your place of environment, into your place of war, what it does is that it makes you different. People know and they see that something is different about you. The presence of the Almighty God makes you an extra, makes you not just an extraordinary believer. It makes you an extraordinary husband, an extraordinary wife, an extraordinary student, an extraordinary employer, an employer, extraordinary employee, an extraordinary boss. It makes you an extraordinary human being. Because it, it makes, it turns everything around you. The cultivation and the maintenance of the presence of the Almighty God makes you, takes you to a level that you never even imagined. That's why David prayed. Because David understood the presence of God. David prayed and David prayed in Psalm 51 verse 11. He said, cast me not away from your presence. He said, take not your spirit away from me. Because he understood that as long as he has the presence of God with him, nothing can happen to him. He is secure. He knows that. 
And David prayed the prayer because he understood what the Bible says. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2, reading from verse number 9, the Bible says, it's not by power, it's not by myself, I know by the, by the strength shall no man prevail. In other words, if you trust in your own understanding, if you trust in your own wisdom, you trust in your own connection, you trust in the people you know, you are going to fail. You are going to fail. But as long as you trust in the power of the Almighty God, as long as you trust in the presence of the Almighty God, things will happen. Doors will open that you least expect, that you cannot even imagine. And for those who are close to us at Life of Anointing Church, we also pray, we always pray this prayer. And the prayer is that God give us a voice where we have no voice. That is what the presence of the Almighty God does for you. And what that means is simply means that when people are discussing issues that matters for your life, the Lord will raise up a voice for you and he'll give you a voice where you have no voice. That was what happened. David did not know anybody in the palace, but when they were looking for a musician, somebody, oh, there's a son of Jesse somewhere. That is a voice for you where you have no voice. The Bible says, for by strength shall no man prevail. That's why you need the presence of the Almighty God. So when we say cultivating and maintaining the presence of the Almighty God is the code of an extraordinary believer, what am I talking about? I'm saying that it is the standard that every extraordinary believer all through the ages, that is the standard that they believe by. Look at anybody who has made any significant difference in the Christian world, who has made any significant difference in the church. You will find out that they are the people that had and they maintained the presence of the Almighty God. They knew what the Lord Almighty was saying. They knew the mind of Christ at any point in time. They could understand what was going on in the spirits. So when we say that the mind of, when we say that the, the, uh, cultivating the presence of the Almighty God is a code for believer, it means it is a standard that every believer who wants to be extraordinary, that is the standard they should be living by. That is the rule that should be set for their life. That is the principle with which they should order their lives. Because as soon as you order your life and you say, Lord, I will not move forward unless I have your presence with me, things begin to happen for you. And that is what I'm talking about when I say that, you know, when I say that cultivating the presence of your presence and maintaining the presence of the Almighty God, that's what I'm saying that you should maintain that particular, you should cultivate, you should live by that principle and say, Lord, I will not do anything until I hear and I know that you are with me. And the question is, why does a believer need to live by this standard? Why do you need the presence of God around you? Why do you need to be able to hear his voice? Why do you be able to live under the cloud and under the atmosphere of the presence of the Almighty God? The reason why you do that is because, number one, you are not a citizen of this country. You are not a citizen of this world. The Bible makes us to understand that we have been translated into the kingdom of the Lord God Almighty. And the standard in that kingdom is that you live in contact with the guy that you are, you know, that with the, with the, with the, with the, with the when they rule out that particular kingdom. So it's the, one of the reasons why you need to live in the presence of the Almighty God is because we are a citizen of another kingdom. It's because you are called to be separate. Bible says that we have come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord. Touch not on cleansing and I will receive you. He said you are separate. Separate yourself. And the only way you can separate yourself is when you live under that particular constant cloud of the presence of the Almighty God. Why do you need the presence? You need the presence because we are engaged in a spiritual warfare. We live in an age where people don't believe in spiritual warfare. People don't believe that the devil even exists. The only devil that they know is the one that has a horn and carries a pitchfork. But you'll be surprised that the devils that live in America these days, they come in beautiful suits. 
They look very good. Speak beautiful language. They are very, very charismatic. They are the people that will talk their way out of anything. And at the end of the day, if you do not have the presence of the Almighty God, and you don't have the discernment that comes with the presence of the Almighty God, you will fall a prey in the hands of these people. You need the presence of the Almighty God because we are engaged in a spiritual warfare. We believe we need the presence of the Almighty God because in our own power, in our own wisdom, in our own understanding, we are limited without God. You are limited. This is the one who made the heavens with the breath of his mouth. He's the one who said, let there be and there was. And if you want to live a life apart of that person, look at the people who try to do it. No matter how rich they are, you find out that something is missing. And that void is the only void that is the void that only God can fit. Can fit. That's why you need him. That's why you need his presence. Because you are limited without him. You need his presence because a victorious life without God is impossible. And please understand when I say a victorious life, I'm not talking about a rich life. There are a lot of rich people who don't know God. I'm not talking about a powerful life. There are a lot of powerful people who don't know God. But I'm talking about a life that is victorious. A life that received the nod of approval from heaven. It's not possible outside of God. It's not possible. And that's why you need his presence. And seeing how important this code is to the life of a believer, the question is that why don't we live in the presence of the Almighty God? Why is it so difficult for people to live in the presence of the Almighty God? The reason is because, number one, many of us are still sinners, even in the church. Many of us say that we believe in the Almighty God. Many of us say we are born again, we are speaking in tongues, we are whatever, we are whatever. But if we open the curtains, if we begin to peel back the pages, you will see a lot of interesting things that we do. The reason many of us cannot enjoy or keep or maintain the presence of the Almighty God is because of the presence of sin. The Bible says, but your iniquities have separated you and your God, and your sins has hid his face from you. It's not because God doesn't want to fellowship with his people, it's because we have made ourselves in the inapproachable. And the Bible tells us that the eyes of the Almighty God is so pure that it cannot behold iniquity. Presence of the Almighty God is difficult for us because there is sin. Number two, presence of the Almighty God is difficult for us to be able to maintain because of the human weakness. The Bible says that the flesh lost after the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another so that we cannot do the things that we want to do. You want to enjoy fellowship. You want to walk with God. But this thing is weak. The flesh is weak. That is why maintaining the presence of the Almighty God is difficult. Number three, why is it difficult? It's difficult because of the impatience of this age. God does not walk on your timetable and he will never walk on your timetable. He walks on his own timetable. And when the Lord says I will do it, he will do it in his own time. That's why the Bible says a day in the presence of the Almighty God is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like a day. Which means that he will do it when he will do it. No matter how you cry, it will not hasten the thing. And if you are going to enjoy his presence, you must learn how to be patient. Because when the Lord is speaking and you have a lot of things crowding your heart, yes, you will not be able to hear him. That was what happened to Samuel. The Bible said the Lord called and Samuel went and go, went to Eli. He went the first time, went the second time, and Eli said, when that person speak again, tell him to start talking. The point we are making is that you need patience to understand the voice of God. You need patience to be able to know what the Lord is saying. You need patience to be able to know that it is the Lord that is speaking. So we are having difficulty cultivating the presence of the Almighty God because of the impatience of our age. We have problem in, you know, in maintaining the presence of the Almighty God because of the ignorance of the saints. My baby, the Bible says that our people perish for lack of understanding. And that is why you see a, believe, a believer trying to rebuke the Spirit of God. A believer trying to bind the spirit of God because they don't like what they are hearing. 
When you not say, rise up and pray for that particular sister that you don't like, you say, God, I bind it. That's the spirit of the devil. It is not the spirit of the devil. It's the Lord telling you to do what you're supposed to do. When he asks you to get up at 3 a.m., say, no, 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 no. You can't get up. So the point you are making is the ignorance of the saints, the ignorance of the believer, the ignorance of the church is what is causing us not to be able to enjoy the presence of the Almighty God. And then you have the indiscipline of the elects. In other words, we want to enjoy our lives. We want to eat our cake and then have it. A man does not want to pray, but he wants to operate in the supernatural. He doesn't want to pray, but he wants to see miracles happen. He doesn't want to save money. He wants to, he wants to spend his money anyhow. At the same time, he wants to drive a limousine. He wants to be able to, he, he treats his wife anyhow. He still wants to enjoy a good relationship. He wants, you know, he doesn't take care of his children. He thinks that life will just happen. Things don't just happen. It takes a disciplined effort. And that's what Paul the Apostle was saying. He said, I keep my body under and bring it unto subjection. Lest after me, I'm blessed by any means. When I have preached to others, I myself will not become a castaway. In other words, I discipline this body. When it's time to pray, I pray. When it's time to read the scripture, I read the scripture. When it's time to listen to the voice of God, I listen. Because that is the only way you can enjoy what the Lord Almighty is saying unto you. But if you don't have that discipline, maintaining the presence of the Almighty God becomes very difficult. In the neck of the wood where we come from, we say a lazy man cannot be a Christian. Because it takes a lot of work to pray. It takes a lot of work to study the word of God. It takes a lot of work to live a righteous life, I tell you. Very difficult thing. Especially when you want to obey the voice of the Almighty God and He say, turn the other cheek. A guy slaps you and you look at this guy. I can break you in two. And the Bible says, turn the other cheek. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.